0: everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to 10, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books. You can find those books at my website, DorendaWilson.com, and you can find them on Amazon as well. So, moms, I know that you, like me, we all want our kids to grow up to be wise, mature, productive adults who follow Jesus and live purposeful, meaningful lives. Nowadays, many parents are wondering if traditional college is actually helping or hurting that process. My friends at Excel College are changing the game in higher education by allowing students to combine a world-class, biblically-based, liberal arts-style curriculum with hands-on skills training as they finish their degree—get this, you guys—in just two and a half years. All of this while learning to thrive in the context of Christian community. And the best part? Their model helps students graduate debt-free. If you want your student to learn how to build a life, not just make a living, send them to Excel College. They have just a few spots left for their January cohort. Learn more at Um, Wait, I think it's excelcollege.org, but I will leave a link in the show notes to be sure that you get to the right place. Well, the popularity of homesteading certainly seems to be gaining ground, especially among homeschool- amongst homeschoolers. So I'm doing a few episodes on that topic over the coming weeks, but it will be mixed in with other topics as well. Today, we're gonna to be talking about teaching our kids science through homesteading. So whether you homestead or dream of a rural life, get ready to enjoy today's episode. But before I introduce our guests and dive into our topic, I wanna to remind you about my favorite math resource, Every parent's mission is to equip their child with the best resources. and When it comes to math, CTC Math is the beacon that lights up this path. Its dynamic approach makes it an invaluable tool for both homeschooling families and those seeking supplementary guidance. So, With lessons that capture attention and ignite curiosity, it has transformed many a reluctant learner into a math enthusiast. Grace, a dedicated mother, shared, witnessing my daughter's newfound enthusiasm and confidence in math has been nothing short of a revelation. Step into this world of enriched learning at ctcmath.com. I will leave a link in the show notes. All right, you guys, I'm super excited about my guest today, but I have to give you a little bit of a backstory. We met at a conference in Northern California. um, I think it was in July and um, realized that she was actually from uh, an area close to where we raised our kids. Most of you know that we lived in eastern Washington State for many years, raised our kids mostly there, and then moved to North Carolina. So uh, we connected there, and I just took one of her little cars and threw it in my bag, and I ran across it the other day, and I went, Oh, I need to have her on the podcast. So I connected with her. We set up a time um, to meet today, um, and... She happened to be traveling, and so she emails me and says, listen, I'm not going to have good signal about that time. Can we reschedule this? So we reschedule something for tomorrow, and she mentioned where she was. And I was like, wait a minute. You're, like, totally on my side of the country. So I just mentioned in passing, you know, if you're in the area, I'd love to connect with you. (laughs) And then— She emails me back. She's like, how about in an hour and 20 minutes? (laughs) And I'm like, sounds great. So welcome, Cody. I'll give you a little bio here real quickly before um, we dive in and tell the rest of the story. But Cody Hanner um, is here from Homestead Education. She is the wife of a veteran. A homesteader, and a homeschool mom of six. So welcome. I'm so excited we get to do this live and in
1: person. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I couldn't help but laugh while we were telling that story because, I mean, that was right where I was at. We were messaging back and forth, right. and I type in where you're at, and it was literally on the route we were taking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just feel like that was such a God thing, and we've been talking all things homesteading and, you know, the 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 the, the good and the bad, the frustrations, the hard things, but the good things. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's quite a lifestyle. So I heard someone describe homesteading, um, kind of describe the modern homesteader as more of—it's a, it's a mental uh, shift. It's a, a perspective of wanting or moving toward producing more than you're consuming,
1: Yes, I like that definition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I usually talk about it being a needle on a scale. Right. And, you know— anywhere you're at on that needle is just you moving away from some system. Yes. So I always, at homeschool conferences, you know, families come to me and they say, well, I'm not a homesteader. I only homeschool. And I was like, you're well on your way. Yes. So. Oh, that is
0: so true. I love that. But just, you know, you kind of wonder sometimes, like, what is the definition of a homesteader? We know it meant something completely different 100 years ago. Yes. Or 150 years ago when you could actually go find some land, make a certain amount of improvements on it, and then the government would say, okay, it's yours. You get to keep it. Yeah. We know that not the case anymore. <laughs> oh, don't we wish it was. <laughs> don't we? Don't we? So, um, but I thought this would be a great episode to do because um, I think a lot of homeschooling families love to teach their kids science through something practical, mm-hmm. even if they're not actually living that lifestyle fully at this point, or they just would like to eventually, or they like yeah. this to be the way that their kids learn science. Um, I think it's so important for our kids to know where their food comes from, how that process is, because there's so many people who are completely disconnected
1: from uh, that. 100%. I mean, after what we've seen over the last few years, mm-hmm. I've watched so many kids develop an anxiety that they would have never had before right. out of that fear of, what if this all happens again? Mm-hmm. Being completely out of control of their lives mm-hmm. when our most driving force is our food. Right. Exactly,
0: and so today I thought it would be really fun for um, Cody to share, first of all, just a little bit of your backstory, um, whether or not you were always a homesteader, and if not, what led
1: you to that life? Yeah, so I grew up, kind of joke, you know, the country before country was cool line. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Um, My mom was a taxidermist, my dad was a hunting guide, we had a cattle ranch in Northern California. Wow. And, you know, I just grew up really ruly where that was super comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was guiding hunts by the time I was 20 years old. Right. And I went on to major in agriculture after a few years stint of doing some other things and Mm -hmm. having having, um, a college professor that I was trying to get my accounting degree say, you're being wasted in the business field. You need to go into agriculture because I see you light up when you mm. talk about it. Mm. And I realized that I just wasn't pursuing what I was meant to be doing right. because I thought I needed to be doing something else. Right. And I went on to major in agriculture, fell in love with it. I worked in commercial ag for almost 10 years. And then my husband and I, uh, my husband actually got diagnosed with stage four liver disease. Mm. Uh, we believe it was from the burn pits in Iraq. We're not 100% sure, mm-hmm. but um, we knew we had to make some changes. Our pretty much our only advice from the medical field was we've heard if you have a healthier life, it might help. Right. I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I walk out of the office with all these pamphlets and maybe we should eat healthier. Right. Like what does oh, eating healthier mean? Wow. I mean, you is that we go on a low sugar diet? Is right. that we go on a low fat diet? Do we eat only packaged food? Define because, healthy. Like, yeah, what is that? Mm-hmm. And so I just started down this path. I, I At the time, we were always hunters. We had a couple extra pigs every right. year from the kids showing animals and chickens in a small garden. And I thought I was a scratch cooker. I really was not. But that's what we had been led to be, believe right. from our mothers and grandmothers who were sold that convenience mm-hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I just really went down this rabbit hole, and I mean, at one point, I'm sitting in my kitchen surrounded by cookbooks and pressure canners, Mm -hmm. and I have chicks chirping in the back room because (laughs) now we're going to grow all of our own chicken, (laughs) and I'm going to make chicken broth, and I'm going to can it in my pressure canner, and I was just going to do all the things, (laughs) and it was overwhelming, but it Mm -hmm. did take a couple of years to really settle into it, and... Uh, Two years ago, I figured it up, and we grew about grew or locally sourced about eighty percent of our own food. Wow, that's
0: amazing! Yeah, I think just even a a trend or some taking some steps that direction Mm -hmm. is something I would encourage every family to do.
1: Oh, absolutely! And just because. You can't do it all right. doesn't mean a little bit isn't yeah, enough. it's
0: not an all or nothing thing.
1: Mm-hmm. We had to do the all. Yeah. But that's not everyone's story. Exactly. And I am happy to say that six months ago, my husband had a liver biopsy, and they said they see a little bit of scarring, but other than that, a fully healed liver. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's so amazing. So take what every step you can. What a great story. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so what made you decide to create a Homestead curriculum? So now we're, like, moving into a whole other thing here.
1: (laughs) So around the same time my husband was diagnosed, I guess that was seven years ago, Mm -hmm. Um, we had some issues with our oldest in school, and we were looking at does my husband have a year, five years, ten years. Right, right. So after pulling one child out of school, we decided to pull the rest out Mm -hmm. and just experience life together. Right. Now, of course, we— thought that we were doing it right, where I created school at home. Right. And then in our free time, we (laughs) spent time together. Now we've definitely shifted that lifestyle. But Mm -hmm. I joke that I'm a traditional eclectic unschooler.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I could probably put myself in that same category. Like, there's a certain amount I need to know that there are They're getting their math and English. Right, right, exactly. And and the rest of it is kind of up for grabs.
1: Yeah, Um, and when you have six kids, you can't fit them all into a box. No. So everybody has their own curriculum based on their interests and their abilities. Right, right, And then just getting them
0: somewhat independent so they can follow through on each of those things. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, you're going to spend time with them when they're younger, getting them reading and writing (laughs) and all that. But once they're doing that, it's like you can really instill a certain amount of independence in them, and you have to. When Mm -hmm. you have as many kids as
1: we did, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My teens pretty much teach their, yep. themselves at this point. We yep. have a couple of things we do together, and mm-hmm. if we miss it on a certain day, we just double up another day. Exactly, and
0: then all the the lifestyle that mm-hmm. you
1: lead—that's oh, educational that's educational in the time. like
0: yeah. w- way more ways
1: than the book <laughs> yes. work. Way more ways. I mean, I don't know how they say it, like education on steroids because you yeah. just—it's like baptism by fire.
0: <laughs> exactly, but I think that um, even the family who isn't full full time homesteading or even homesteading very much. Uh, it, it's still true. Mm-hmm. You live the life that I, I believe that God has for your family, right. the one that kind of breathes life into mm-hmm. you, you know, the, the activities that bring life or the yeah. lack of activities that yeah. brings life because <laughs> we don't need to do it all. We yeah. can't do it all. And then just um, understanding kind of like when you've found a good rhythm mm-hmm. and and don't mess with it until there's some Until reason. Until you have a reason. Until yeah. you have a reason to. Because there's always a constant tweaking when it comes yeah. to homeschooling. Like you got to find this rhythm for a while and you got to make some adjustments. And then it's just, it's the nature of.
1: It really is. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's kind of when I was trying to create this traditional school at home mm-hmm. setting, my first thought was, I don't know how to teach all the sciences. Right. Of course, I have my degree in science. So, mm-hmm. I have a really good understanding of many different types of sciences, especially in applied science. Right. And so I was like, "Well, I'll just teach my kids all farming stuff for the first couple of years, right. and that will get me comfortable right. teaching science." That was really smart. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, but I thought there's curriculums for everything.
0: But I love that you started from a place of, "I'm going to teach what I know." Yeah. And I think that's one thing moms are sometimes confused about. They think that they don't have anything to offer their kids, mm-hmm. but you are an, a functioning adult. Yeah. So, as a functioning adult, there are a lot of things that you know that you don't even mm-hmm. realize you know that you can teach your kids.
1: So, and then you can build on that. Yeah. And I have yet to find a curriculum that didn't hold my hand through right. the entire process. So <laughs> Exactly. Um, I thought, well, there's a curriculum for everything. So, right. I'll just go find an ag curriculum right. and I'll teach them that. And we have some hands-on opportunities. and. There was nothing.
0: Right. You are not the first homeschooling mom that I've met that's been like, I was looking for this and couldn't find it anywhere, so I wrote it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like, it was a little deflating, actually. Sure. It's I was like, was... this is such a great idea. Why has nobody done this? Yeah. And, I mean, it's our food. Right. And it's agriculture. I mean, that's the big one of the biggest industries right. in the world. How is there not a curriculum on it? Exactly. So I dug and dug, and, you know, having gone to a more traditional school setting, mm-hmm. I I had friends and professors and stuff that could trickle down some stuff to me. Right. And I was pulling from college and high school ag books and pulling from 4-H curriculum right. and trying to create this curriculum for my kids that were ranging from toddlers through ready to graduate. Right. And... <laughs> I was a little overwhelmed, I'm <laughs> going to admit that, because, again, I thought that I had to recreate school mm-hmm. at home, so mm-hmm. I was inventing these lessons for every single thing we did. Right. And I was actually listening to another podcast that, of somebody that I really enjoy, and she had somebody on that was talking about she had made stamps for her wedding. She was trying to be a fashion blogger. Right. Lived on a farm, tried to make stamps for her wedding, ended up in Southern Living Magazine. Oh, wow. And I totally off from what I'm doing, but it clicked right there in my brain right then. Stop trying to like maybe force something that when I could embrace what I'm already doing. Right, right. Oh, that's
0: absolutely key, moms. I don't want you to
1: miss this point.
0: (laughs) It's very important. What are you already doing? Mm -hmm. What things do you enjoy? Bring your kids alongside of you. Teach them those things and you can learn all those other, you can learn, you can learn a myriad of things through a myriad of ways. Mm-hmm. So like, um, maybe you're gonna be working on,, uh, like you said, science. So we're gonna just we're just gonna choose to do our science through agriculture and mm-hmm. through how we're, you know, growing <laughs> our own food and that kind of thing. And so I think that's one thing that I don't want homeschooling moms to miss is like, where are you? like homeschool from where you live? Mm-hmm. Like where do you live in terms of what are your interests? What are what things resonate with you or your family? Yeah, you know, like maybe Cause that's
1: what's going to get the kids exactly. the most excited and exactly. most invested in what you're doing.
0: Right, and you as a parent know better than anybody what those things are, yeah. and if you don't, you can learn them. Mm-hmm. You know, by uh, being a student of your kids, thinking back about. Um, different times you've seen them light up, Um, and then also just watching for those consistencies, and that helps so
1: much. And this is coming from a left-handed mom who had a daughter that's right-handed and wanted to learn to knit, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That could be a bit of a challenge. She now has a knitting loom because I was not going to be able to figure that right. out, but we found a way that it worked for That's her. That's so. so great. That's so great. <laughs> I love it.
0: So can someone who doesn't live in the country and isn't necessarily currently homesteading, can they use this curriculum?
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. I wrote it to be no homestead required. Okay. That's so, what we
0: needed to know. <laughs>
1: <right>? <laughs> Heck, even some of the things in there our family isn't even embracing at this right, point. Right, right. So I wrote it... Um, especially my high school version, Mm. that's the one that gets really in-depth where you Mm -hmm. need to be able to do some of those things. My grade school one is a little more where your food comes from and how that fits into Mm, your life right? versus the high school one. You're actually covering those real topics. and I even state, like, you're going to be using some real tools and that type of thing. But I wrote a scenario through both the textbook and the workbook So that you can learn on someone else's farm scenario Mm. and then practice on your own farm scenario. If you own your own farm and you're doing that, that particular lesson, might as well use your own numbers right, for that. sure. Or your own scenario. Right. But if you don't, there's a scenario right there that you can mimic. Okay, that is
0: awesome. Yeah. Really wonderful. Okay, so what makes this curriculum different from other curriculums? Because obviously you weren't finding anything out there like <laughs> yeah. it. So tell us the uniquenesses, the
1: benefits, that kind of thing. So not only does it teach... The science behind homesteading, I mean, it's basically an ag science curriculum, Mm -hmm. but I focused it on that small-scale farming and self-sufficiency. So, yes, you can find—you could get a high school FFA-style ag curriculum, but it's really going to focus on the commercial farming, which has a place, but doesn't necessarily resonate with us— regular yep. folk, yes, I guess. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And and many of us are wanting to mm-hmm. to embrace more local whether it's yeah. we're growing it at ourselves or we're getting it from other people.
1: And especially the home so much of homesteading happens in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Where that's not really something that we're pursuing in on the commercial aspect. Right. Right. So this curriculum it goes through all the steps of you know, building a homestead and tractors and small engines and it covers how to all, all the way from starting a small garden to growing a large field of corn, you know, because mm. even a lot of homesteaders are still doing right. hundreds of acres of corn to feed their small dairy. Right, right. So I kind of wanted to cover a little bit of all of that, mm-hmm. but then I also do a lot of applied mathematics, business, quality of character, nice, um, everything that kind of like encompasses what homestead life. Right.
0: Gets. So it's not strictly science. There's mm-hmm. other there are other things that are pulled into which makes sense. It's, I mean,
1: yeah, it's a life skills. It right. really like. I like to think that kids kind of come out of it as a more well-rounded person. right? You know, I have a lot of activities in there that are suggest to call the local health department and find out what the laws are for selling eggs. Mm-hmm. Then I specifically say, don't let your kids just look this up. Make them make that phone call.
0: Right. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Little prompts to, to remind us because sometimes we just get, we're so used to the mm-hmm. lifestyle we have that we forget to challenge our kids. You know, it's easier to just do it ourselves or let them you know, like you said, do it online, but that doesn't require uh, the people skills, the, you know, just getting themselves Mm -hmm. out there. Because I noticed that was something that, our kids struggled with, our girls especially, I don't know why it was them. A little boys. more shy, yeah. Yeah, they did not want to make a phone call. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, guys, this is not going to kill you. I right. promise you. You know, but if, even to this day, I feel like uh, one or two of them would rather text than call, yeah. which I think is not uncommon.
1: In but, our, yeah. But,
0: so you do have to take that initiative or to
1: Get your kids mm-hmm. outside of, you know, yeah. themselves. Get them a little uncomfortable. That's okay. That, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I mean you had the opportunity to meet my twins today. They're mm-hmm. they'll be fifteen this week mm-hmm. and they're neurodivergent. And so a lot of the things that I wrote into this curriculum was to kind of meet, not that it's only for neurodivergent kids, but to kind of hit on some of those that push them out of the uncomfortable or embrace those life skills that not everybody is taught at this point. And that kind of came to me while I was writing the book, actually. We Mm. were rushing into town. My husband was on a fire. The guys on the fire needed Food, so we were gonna go get them pizzas. Clarify, he wasn't
0: on fire. Yeah, he wasn't on fire. He's a fireman.
1: Sorry, (laughs) Uh, shop talk there. (laughs) Um, And I was driving, and I handed my phone to my son, and I said, "Well, you just call and order dad two pizzas." And he's like, whoa, how do I do that?" And it just kind of really like clicked for me right (gasps) then. Like I had never really had a need to teach him that. Right. So, so
0: good. I
1: plug that into a lot of the aspects of the book, not just a bunch of phone calls, but putting themselves outside the box and making those choices. Right, right.
0: So, maybe walk us through, like, what a day, what a lesson would be like in, yeah. in your curriculum.
1: Well, and I have preschool through high school, okay. so there is a wide yeah, it's range. It's going to be very, yeah. Um, but kind of the big part about the grade school version is that they, while they're working through it, it's called Build Your Own Homestead. And they have a blank two-by-three poster that has the outlines of a farm. And while they learn about each aspect of their farm, they do their, quote, homestead improvement and design this whole two-by-three poster that by the end of the year, they can see how their whole food system works together while they're also learning the science and sociology behind it. Wow. And I think it like gives them that daily instant gratification, mm-hmm. but the long-term planning that goes into a homestead. Right, which that executive function mm-hmm. is so
0: important. We have one who's just... It's it's still coming. I'm I'm confident it will come at some point, but for him it's a super big challenge because he is on the on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So what I'm finding I'm thinking our
1: two spectrum boys are out there hanging I, out right I, now. And they're yeah. having
0: a ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear them. They were laughing and talking and checking out guns and all kinds nice. of stuff in there. It's so great. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think the thing that I'm realizing with the the I think neurodivergent is a better word for it Um, because he's so capable in so many ways, but he definitely has some certain needs that uh, have to be met and certain uh, things he still needs to learn, even at 19.
1: I think my son was having an existential crisis on the way here Mm. because he's actually tried to run away at one point because Mm. he wanted to farm in straight rows, (laughs) and our neighbors would only hire him to farm on their field that is not straight rows. (laughs) Okay.
0: (sighs) Okay. Oh, so, wow, that's that's hilarious. Then we're
1: driving here, and he goes, I love the windy roads up here way better than the straight ones. And I was like, you can't have it both ways, right, man. Right, right,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you
0: right now, the roads are not straight here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've noticed with him one of the biggest benefits for him, the fastest way for him to learn things is through everyday life things mm-hmm. where he's engaged and invested. Mm-hmm. So not just a scenario a makeup scenario or a pretend scenario but like we're we're in it we're in it we're planning to you know we're gonna we're gonna get cows we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're we're setting this fencing up like it it that means more to him and things click so much more mm-hmm. when they're actually experiencing
1: it it's real life it's yeah. hands-on and it fits into their system
0: yeah exactly they're
1: like what's happening around them right and right. that's kind of where the high school version picks up. Or it's a junior high, high school version. Mm-hmm. It's a little more traditional. It fits the traditional school year. And I did that on purpose because my goal wasn't just to teach homeschool kids. My goal was to teach a generation. Right. Where this curriculum is now finding its way into charter schools and public schools. Oh wow. Yeah. To meet not only the science level, but sometimes just as a elective or life skills mm-hmm. in these okay. schools. Mm-hmm. And it's um, You know, a couple pages worth of reading, you know, one to four, depending on the lesson, right. and then one to four workbook pages. There's, you know, the regular sitting down, working through your vocabulary words. It's super important to be able to use proper vernacular so that when you're working with suppliers or your vet, you're mm-hmm. you're not ending up hurting possibly your animal by right. not having the right vernacular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then it also goes through real life scenarios where, you know, one of them is... Uh, you go through a whole lesson and figure out how much land you need to grow a certain amount of feed, and then uh, how much feed it takes to raise a steer, and then you calculate the yields, and after they're butchered, they only have so much meat. Or after they're slaughtered, only so much meat left to butcher. Mm-hmm. Kind of sorry, like doing the education right, as I go about, like, through. like the hanging
0: weight. Versus yeah, hanging the, weight. Right. And
1: I was trying to like, how do I explain this the best? Right, right. <laughs> Without going straight into shop talk, <laughs> um, calculating the yields to see how much it costs per pound to raise a steer mm-hmm. versus actually going to the store and buying that meat. Mm. And it actually a lot of times works out less, depending on the situation, right. or at least on average works out less. Right. But it's, uh, and you have to factor in the fact that it's better meat. It's better meat. <laughs> yes. Right? You know where it came from,
0: you know what went into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's something that more and more people are becoming very aware of yeah. that, okay? I just I need to know where this is coming from. I need to know how this is mm-hmm. raised.
1: For the sake of our health and yeah. our family's health, it's just kind of gotten to that point. Exactly. So. Yeah. So yeah, I could bring it from a very multifaceted. Right. You know, you're getting, you're pulling from several different lessons, and then you're, you know, looking at the quality of the meat, you're looking at the price of the meat, and then I also at the end go, okay, if it was more. What do you think maybe the reason was? What right. was your highest cost? Where right. could you reduce that cost? And uh-huh. kind of work through those thought processes, Yeah, because it doesn't
0: mean, oh, well, we're not going to do this again. Yeah. It's more like, how can we tweak this so that mm-hmm. we're not spending more? Yeah. Um, I mean, even if you're spending the same,
1: mm-hmm. um, it's it's still, again, better meat. Better meat. And like the conversation that you and I were having before we started recording mm-hmm. of, could you duplicate that process? Sell one of those animals right. and cover your costs, exactly. anyways. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, exactly. So you've already talked about that. The it's age
1: appropriate for uh, a multi-level. Mm-hmm. So that's you can't fantastic. really put seventh grade homesteading. So I base it more on maturity level, math level. Right. Those types of things. I love that. I think that's the yeah. way it should
0: be. You know, like sort of a a, a grade. You yeah. know, like when you're ready for this, then this mm-hmm. doesn't matter how old you are. You know, because yeah. you could have a younger child who's ready for some of
1: those. And, I mean, I'll have families come to me and say, I have a fifth grader. Should they do the grade school or the high school? Right. You know, first I kind of go through what's their math level? What's their interest level in farming? Have they ever, you know, lived or been on a farm? And then really when it comes down to it, I said, is it a girl or a boy? Right. Chances are a girl wants to do the younger one because mm-hmm. there's more art projects. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the boys want to do the older one because they don't want to do the art projects. Right. They want to take apart a lawnmower.
0: Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I would love for you to share ways for moms to connect with you so that they can find your science curriculum. I think you have a sample online. I don't do. You? Yeah. Okay. A couple
1: yeah. of free samples. Mm-hmm. So they can find all of that on the homesteadeducation.com. Okay. And I'm on social media, um, Instagram as homestead underscore education. That's where I hang out the most. Okay. And then I have my podcast, The Homestead Education, where I teach about homeschooling, homesteading. And I'm going to be starting to teach a little bit more on the science topics for kids. Oh, that's
0: awesome. Well, yeah. we'll make sure we include all those links in the thank show you. notes. But thank you for being with us today and uh, for sharing this. I, I I'm actually sitting here going... I
1: think I need to go through this curriculum. (laughs) Come help me dig it out of the tree. Okay, we'll do that.
0: (laughs) All right, thanks again for being here. And moms, thank you for being here. I hope you'll go and check out um, Cody's website and her curriculum. I think you're gonna find it super encouraging and uh, possibly a very good fit for your family. I'm just gonna close really quickly in a word of prayer. Lord, I just thank you so much for your goodness to us. I thank you for the opportunity to bring great resources uh, to the moms in this audience. Lord, I thank you for every mom who's listening who is just so committed um, to raising their kids um, just in just a, a, a much more healthy and wholesome way. I just pray that uh, everything that we said today would be an encouragement to them. I ask that you would open up doors uh, for opportunities for their families to experience the um, potentially more more of this homesteading lifestyle, Lord, but you know what's best. And I thank you that there's a curriculum like this that families can take their children through so that they have this wonderful working knowledge of how our food even gets to us, Lord. Um, we're thankful. We thank you for today. And uh, just pray your blessing over every mom listening. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.